Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Wednesday, November 15th, five minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So yesterday afternoon, actually, I, I guess it was yesterday evening, it was announced that the Biden administration has extended a sanctions waiver. And this waiver will allow Iraq to purchase electricity from Iran. So in a sense, this roughly gives Iran an extra $10 billion yes. that they haven't previously had. Had. For being very uh, supposedly upset with Iran mm-hmm. and really um, having great concern about, you know, Iran sponsoring a, a state funded sponsoring of terrorism and, you know, helping Hamas and all those sort of things. We really do seem to keep making it easier for them to make money. It almost seems like we're funding both sides of this war. Boy, howdy, Ooh. Casey. <laughs> and, it, and, you know, I mean, it, again, it's what? not like we have a track record of doing something like that. And I mean, oh, but I guess we do. So, mm-hmm. uh, yes, it's um, well, it's our government at work. Maybe if we give them enough money, they'll like us eventually. <laughs> Do you think that'll work? Has that ever worked out for anyone ever? If I just give you more money, you'll like me. Again, to quote the famed poet and philosopher Homer Simpson, mm-hmm. I guess some people never change or quickly change and then quickly change right back. Okay, so, so far with the Biden administration, they have relaxed these sanctions, which enables Iran to generate about $80 billion in oil revenue. Uh, they've also allowed Iran to access $10 billion in frozen funds, which we're talking about right now for, quote, electricity. And also... Also, the Biden administration paid out that $6 billion ransom uh, on the anniversary of 9-11. Which, don't forget, that was, in many people's eyes, the catalyst to all of this, Mm -hmm. that Iran waited until they received that money, of which the Ayatollah of rock and roll over there (laughs) said he was going to use it for whatever he wanted to use it for, screw the uh, Biden administration's Humanitarian needs. Look, I mean, if you get into bed with vermin don't be surprised if you get bit by the snake Mm -hmm. and the overarching theme of this and the reason this is important is it goes to the way the left views america's place in the world and the left doesn't view america as special they don't view america as better than other countries they don't view us in many cases as blessed by god and so as such they want us to assimilate and just be simply be a part of or another cog in the wheel of this one world type government rather than saying no america absolutely is the greatest idea ever conceived by man it was absolutely blessed by god and we have an obligation to be uh as strong as we possibly can and let the rest of the world know that we are better than them, right? There's nothing wrong with saying America is a better country than Iran. If you look at everything from prosperity to wealth to job creation to human rights, I mean, go down the line, absolutely, we're better than Iran. And there's nothing wrong with saying that out loud, unless, of course, you're a member of the Biden administration. And to prove how wonderful our country is, we are talking about this right now while our president is meeting with the dictator of China. Right? Who they just rolled out the red carpet for, mm-hmm. who they uh, cleaned up the city of San Francisco for. The homeless camps are gone. The people pooping on the streets are gone. The people being attacked by uh, vagrants and and, uh, and and vagabonds alike is gone. And now San Francisco is the cleanest, most safest city in the entire country. I, I, I don't say that sarcastically either when I say that, you know, this is how wonderful our country is. Because while our president is meeting with a dictator... 
from not our friend, by the way, not our not our buddy, not our yes, pal. That's correct. Uh, somebody who they say we're not going to decouple from, although maybe we should. Uh, we're we're talking about this on these airwaves right now. If this were any other country, they would shut us down. How do you think that meeting is going to go today with Chi Biden and Chi? Mm-hmm. Isn't today the day? Isn't mm-hmm. the day of the day? They're Today's supposed to the meeting, meeting of the minds. Mm-hmm. They're going to get together in a room and hash out the all the things that are ailing both countries and keeping us divided. How do you think that meeting is going to go? I hope that there's an interpreter who knows what they're saying. You know, there was a game last night, I can't remember who it was, where UConn, the men's basketball team, University of Connecticut, played some very small school, and they were a 45 and a half point favorite when the game began. That is Chi and Biden. Chi is a 45 and a half point favorite over Joe Biden today in that meeting. Did you see uh, Janet Yellen when uh, she arrived and he was walking down the steps of the airplane? She was right there clapping along. Uh, doing in the, the Chinese. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. No, that doesn't surprise Welcome. me at all. Casey. We're so happy to see I'm you. I'm sure she is very happy. And I'm sure most of the Biden administration is very happy to see him because, well, he does dictatoring a lot better than Biden does dictatoring. <laughs> and they probably wish Biden could could uh, seek to it you know, match or exceed a cheese level of dictator. And how about all of the investors who could not sprint fast enough over to Chi to have a meeting with him? Well, look, I mean, you've got, and we talked about this yesterday, you've got, um, you, you got to either be all in or all out on China. And this half, half baked stuff where we're going to continue to put money in and we're going to continue to do business with, but we're going to say, oh, we're very against the human rights violations. You people better get your act together. That doesn't work. Either we need to publicly say we know what China does and we simply don't care and we're so addicted to cheap labor that we're fine with the the slaughtering and, and abuse of, of various peoples in China and we just simply don't care and we know they're stealing our stuff and we don't care or we're actually just going to cut bait with China and say, good luck without your largest consumer of product and goods. Mm-hmm. But we don't. We do this middle-of-the-road stuff where we lie to the American people and act like we care and act like we're concerned when the reality is we simply are not. So yesterday, thousands gathered on the National Mall. It was the March for Israel. The final estimated turnout for the rally was about 290,000 people, making it the Jewish community's largest turnout ever. Hey, question. Yeah. What's up with Fetterman? What yeah. do we make of Fetterman? He, uh, what did he do? He had an Israel flag tied to his hoodie. Yeah. He, he took the holes from his sweatshirt uh-huh. and used that to tie the flag like a cape yeah. behind and, him. And then, like, of course, last week the people were getting arrested in the protests, and he was laughing as he was walking by holding an Israeli flag. Mm-hmm. What what is What is going on here? What do we make of this? Because this is not... The, the the people who are getting arrested or the people who are the anti-Israel people are the base of the Democrat Party. And Fetterman is a far leftist, like mm-hmm. a far left mm-hmm. radical person. So what do we make of Fetterman being, uh, you know, seemingly 100 percent pro-Israel? Being on the right side? Yeah, what's He's the choo- deal? choosing correctly? Something is afoot here, and I don't know what it is, and it really bothers well, you looked me. It up. Is he Jewish? No, Did he's you not look Jewish. It up? No, he's not Jewish. Okay. No, 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 no. No, no, no. So nothing, no rhyme or reason for this. Of course, it's Fetterman, so who knows? Maybe he doesn't even know he's being pro-Israel. Maybe he just liked the color of the flag and thought, oh, I'll wear this as a cape. Mm-hmm. But there's something going on here, and I need to get to the bottom of it. Um, well, he's... Uh I don't know. He he made the right choice, or his handlers made the right choice for him. So yesterday at the March for Israel, you had Chuck Schumer was there. You also had Mike Johnson was there and putting up a, uh, a show of force together. They both spoke, and I wanted to play both of them for you. Here is Chuck Schumer and what he had to say. 
So the minute I heard of what happened in January 7th, I knew well, I had what? to go huh? to Israel. Did you catch it? I think he got his days wrong there. Yes, he did. He still has January 6th on the mind, oh, doesn't he? Oh, that's right. He said January 7th. He said January Probably 7th instead of October 7th. Uh-huh. Sure, that was a mistake. And here is uh, Speaker of the House Mike Johnson. This morning, we watched the horrific film that was produced by Hamas from their own cameras as they committed the assault. It's unspeakable. The auditorium was full of Republicans and Democrats in the House, and they wept as we watched the film together. Most couldn't sit through it. These Israeli hostages were kidnapped in their homes by barbaric Hamas terrorists for simply being Jewish and living in Israel. As Prime Minister Netanyahu says so well, this is a fight between good and evil between light and darkness, between civilization and barbarism. Barbarism. The calls for a ceasefire are outrageous. That's the one that got a lot of attention. And uh, you could see the stark difference between the march for Israel and how it was very peaceful. People were smiling. Uh, American flags were flying. And any of the pro-Palestine, pro-Hamas gatherings. Yeah, but it's what gets rewarded. So let's just bring it back here locally. I know you weren't living here at the time, but in 2020, a bunch of lunatics destroyed downtown Indianapolis and the governor... Eric Holcomb called their cause a noble cause. A bunch of people in the months leading up to that had a very peaceful protest at the governor's mansion about him locking the state down and they couldn't go to work. And he called those people a human Petri dish. Look at what gets rewarded and what gets condemned. And it seems like more often than not, the people who mind their manners and uh, use their right, their First Amendment right as an American and pick up their trash and go home in a peaceful manner get lambasted and the people who behave like lunatics and try to scale the gates at the White House Mm -hmm. are the people that the media lines up behind and talks about how great they are. I think Joe Biden could have stopped by. He could have just stopped. He didn't even have to speak. Just show his presence because he is out there saying, you know, we're standing behind Israel for the most part, even though he wants to pause. Well, that, but that's why he wasn't there, Because Casey. of the pause. Sure, absolutely. He, yeah. he he recognizes that there is a huge group of his base as the as the head of the Democrat Party that are complete anti-Israel, anti-Semitic lunatics who are totally Team Hamas. And he has already made those people very angry by whatever mealy-mouthed pro-Israel response he's given. And he knows he, he's going to just further piss those people off if he shows up at some Something like well, this, so he's not going to do it. Take a stand, yeah. show up. He's not going to do it. Hey, uh, sidebar, the uh, Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, yeah. has officially endorsed President Trump. Oh, well, boy. I, I Let me tell you how much I care about that. Casey, uh, here. <laughs> All the water that's in this cup now, that's how much I care about what that backstabber, Mike Johnson, cares empty. for President. Thank you, yes. Hey, when we come back, your, yeah. your celebrity boyfriend, mm-hmm. crush from going on 30 years. There's actually a picture of you two guys together yeah. where... I'm not saying you're getting Robert F. Kennedy Jr. friendly with him. He's so but handsome. You're getting very friendly with him. The mm-hmm. great Billy Dean, legendary mm-hmm. recording artist. He's got a big concert coming up here in central Indiana. He is going to be with us coming up next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 
Did you know St. Jude has one of the largest pediatric sickle cell programs in the country? St. Jude freely shares the discoveries they make, and every child saved at St. Jude means doctors and scientists worldwide can use this knowledge to save thousands more children everywhere. Join me today in helping to fight sickle cell disease by becoming a partner in hope. Call now, 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898. I miss Billy the Kid The times that he had The life that he lived 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show And Rob, there's a show coming up December 3rd Would you like to go with me? Uh, Casey, I went last year to this show And Uh it was, I'm not going to use the term beyond phenomenal But it was beyond phenomenal Well, I'm going this year Yeah, absolutely You're going to sit next to me And I am just going to just make your life just everything you ever wanted it to be. I don't think you're going to make my life everything I want it to be. I think Billy Dean is the one who's going to make it everything. And he joins us now on the WIBC Hotline, legendary recording artist Billy Dean. You know, Billy, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Casey took a photo with you about 30 years ago and it is still on her wall today. <laughs> that a girl. I, now, Casey, my hair is not quite as brown as it used to be, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> it's what I do. It's still long style. and wavy, though, isn't it? It's 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 still long. It's long enough for my age bracket. <laughs> <laughs> now, Billy, you're going to be playing in Danville at the Royal Theater December the 3rd at 7 p.m. People can get tickets on Eventbrite. Just put Billy Dean into Eventbrite. And I love this because all the money raised is going to go to Shared Blessings and the Danville Police Department's Shop with a Cop. You did this last year. This concert was phenomenal. Tell us about it. Man, first of all, uh, I love it when communities come together, not only to do wonderful things for the community this time of year, but I love the fact that uh, we we all are starting Christmas and the Christmas season a little bit early in our hearts this year. In fact, Stephanie and I, my wife and I, we just put up our Christmas tree yesterday. Mm. I've got a Christmas song that came out with a friend of mine. I'm just a guest appearance on this, not trying to, you know, promote all of that or whatever, but just saying that we're starting early this year, uh, helping our community. We just did it. We, you know, we've been down here in Florida, been hit a lot by the hurricanes and that sort of thing, you know, so uh, we've started early with the Christmas spirit of giving. And and of course, Indiana, the reason we love coming up there is, is it's almost like Christmas is year round up there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, but uh, it's, it, first of all, shop with a cop, you know, I love seeing, in the community and the cops uh, coming together and, and the community being reminded why the police are there to begin with, you know, and showing this humanitarian side of our of our men and women in uniform. So I'm glad to do it. Glad to be getting you into the Christmas spirit early uh, this year and come and it'll be kind of a let them be little warm your heart type of a uh, show. We're, we're going to be playing the 90 minutes of 90s hits. Also, we're going to be playing songs off the Christmas album just have a lot of fun stories behind the hits. You know how much I love comedy and how much I love funny stories. Be sharing some of those with you as well. Now, you had mentioned that Indiana seems like Christmas all the time. Definitely different from St. George Island, where you are, where it's warm all the time. But uh, talk to us about the Christmas concert. How is that different from your normal show, your typical show? Well, I think um, it is definitely a time where we see... uh, you know, we see the 
everybody's kind of individually going to their respective corners throughout the year. You know, we're all kind of, you know, listening to other people and we're trying to understand other people and the different cultures that are here. But at, at Christmas time, it, it, everybody still seems to become little kids. Um, at least it does in, in the country music world where, uh, you know, we're to me, I, I love this time of year and the fact that it, it and I'm one of those too. Let me just tell you, I was a Grinch. Uh, for years, I was a, I was a Christmas <laughs> Grinch uh, just because I worked all, you know, worked with Kenny Rogers a lot all during the Christmas season. And by the time Christmas rolled around and I got home, I was done, man. I was burnt <laughs> out. And so uh, I, this the last two or three years has really given me a chance to, uh, to, you know, now that I'm a grandpa, can you believe that? I got yeah. grandkids, man. It makes, it makes Christmas uh, start all over again. So this time of year, it's just good to see American people coming together and the different cultures coming together all for one cause and that's to you know to uh, to love one another and share a little a little peace with one another and we need it more than we ever have you know this this time of year so I think it's a very important Christmas thank y'all for coming out thank y'all for covering it please come out let me yeah. uh, put a smile on your face and a little warm uh, eggnog in your heart Billy Dean <laughs> is our guest he's gonna be playing in Danville December the 3rd at the historic Royal Theater. Uh, you get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just type in Billy Dean there on Eventbrite.com. Billy, last year, uh, and Casey missed this, so she, maybe it'll happen again this year. Uh, true story. There was a, a char- all the proceeds are going to charity and you gave away an autographed guitar for charity and there was a live bid in the theater and these two women, Casey, <laughs> who were bidding on Billy's guitar mm-hmm. and a chance to have Billy sing a song to you on stage, mm-hmm. it was as though an episode of Jerry Springer broke out in the theater. Billy, it was like thousands of dollars raised for this. The women love you. What's the secret? Oh, my gosh. Well, I grew up with two sisters. I was the baby, and I have two older sisters that absolutely whipped me in shape. Uh, you know, and, of course, my mom, 94-year-old mother, still with us, strongest person on the planet that I know. Um, you know, over the years, you get older, you really, especially, you learn these incredible strengths that uh, that your your moms and your, your sisters and your wives have that us men just don't have and it i love celebrating it because it's a it's something i just i my wife can can she can put up with way more pain she's had kidney stones before that would have put me under probably i do not like anything having to do with pain and and there's no nobody can teach you how to get through it than than a woman i'm telling you right now i just think it's a, a wonderful self to celebrate it in song and love and and uh and, and music we love singing about it casey you know? do you want to and tell I billy how much you love him because everything he's saying right now i can see casey like like billy i wish you could see her eyes right now they're about to pop out of her skull she is oh, I'm, tell him casey go ahead tell him well, i just love the way he's just gushing on women and you know i'm like yes yes say it preach yeah. it amen well, let me tell you i i i go to my house buddies my, my buddies who are single you know who never got remarried go over to their house those bachelor houses compared to going over to a, a one of my buddies who's been married for 20 30 years it's a big difference <laughs> in those two places mm-hmm. i'm like I, my, my bachelor buddy i go Man, listen. You are going to hoard yourself. You're going to have more uh, tools, and you don't put 
tools and saws on your kitchen table. That ain't how you're supposed to live. <laughs> your shotgun doesn't go up here on, you know, on your rec- next to your recliner. That ain't, that ain't how you, you need a woman's touch in this place. You need some love in your life. Yeah, soften it up. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you. Again, that's the Danville Royal Theater, December 3rd, 7 p.m. Tickets are available right now at Eventbrite, and it's for Shared Blessings and the Danville Police Department. Shop with a cop. Billy, we're looking forward to seeing you and hearing you. Casey, can I just go out with one request for Billy? And you did this last year, and I don't know, whatever show you have planned, I can't wait to see. It's going to be phenomenal. You did a cover of Leader of the Band that was Knock Your Socks Off Good, and Casey will tell you, we talk all the time on this show, and I get great ridicule. I love Dan Fogelberg, Mm -hmm. so if there's any way we could maneuver (laughs) Leader of the Band back into the show this year, it'd be very, very much appreciated. Absolutely. And to let your listeners know, I do a lot of that. Of the, I'll play one of my hits and I'll play one of like the 70s hits that I grew up listening to that probably the reason I recorded Only the Win was because of Leader of the Band. I'll tell some of those stories and I'll for sure do that one. You're the best, Billy Dean. Thank you, my friend. All right, guys, have a good weekend or a good week, and uh, Merry Christmas and, and uh, Happy Thanksgiving and all that good stuff. See you December the 3rd. It's Kendall Lee Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. It is 11.32. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 so well WIBC. I just can't even tell you how I know. Kevin is. is on yeah. it. I took the information about what the segment was going to yeah. be about, mm-hmm. and then I used that creatively. Great. Yeah. So fabulous. One is the loneliest yeah. number, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're a council member in Brownsburg. Oh, my gosh, Casey. <laughs> I couldn't even believe what I saw. So they had this. Uh, look, I, we all know they're lying to us when they claim, like, oh, we're so, uh, we're so excited to hear what you have to say about the public input on this financially disastrous aquatic center. And Mm -hmm. uh, so we're by force going to schedule these three meetings because the people are outraged that you're ramming this thing through. We all know you don't actually care. But there's a at least fake it, right? There's a famous line in Ghostbusters 2 where Bill Murray's talking to this guy who's the body man for the mayor, and he goes, You know, I'm a voter. Aren't you supposed to lie to me and kiss my ass? <laughs> I mean, that's all you're that are right. fake. So they had this meeting last night. Now yeah. keep in mind, you are telling people, we actually give a crap about what you have to say. And this is in the evening. So we recognize you have wives and kids and lives and jobs and everything else. But we're, we're going to care enough that we're going to show up and listen to you and we're going to ask you to give of your time. So, you know, there's like probably 20 people in the in the room who show up and everybody's looking at the stage. And there's one council member there. Just one. One guy. One. And, and everybody's like, OK, they must be in the back having right, some sort waiting of for everybody meeting to come out. or whatever. And the meeting starts. Nope. And it's one guy. Still just one. That's amazing. And this is why people hate the government. It's not necessarily the stuff they do, but it's the lies that they tell. It's the same thing going on nationally with the Republicans. You didn't have to lie and tell people you'd get spending under control. You didn't have to lie and say you cared about inflation. You didn't have to lie and and say you were going to fix the problem. And then you get in there and you don't do it. And time after time after time, as we saw once again... The Republicans at a national level lied to the American people and passed a continuing resolution that continues to fund all of Biden's priorities and doesn't solve any of the issues they claim to care about. The same thing is going on at the state levels and the local levels. We're at the state level. 
you don't actually care about property taxes or making sure people can stay in your home. And they pass this mealy mouth bull crap that doesn't begin to solve the issue. And they go, look, we've we provided an, an equitable response to the issue in front of us. No, you haven't. Just be honest and say you don't care. Just like last night. I gave up of my night to be mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. The least you can do as the elected person, it, since you're getting paid. Right. Oh, wait a minute. As Kristen Ferklick pointed out, who we've had on this very program yes. before, not only are they getting paid, they gave themselves raises. That's right. Yes. The big old $5,000 raise. Mm-hmm. And it's a room full of people. And then you people are just admitting, we don't give a crap about you at all. We can't even be bothered to show up. My favorite part of all this, though, so they did the one guy, the poor sap that I guess they who threw, drew out, the short yeah, straw. Who they drew out there and threw out there as a sacrificial lamb. So this guy, I want to feel bad for him. Matt Simpson's his name. He's a nice enough guy. But I, as I told him during, they took the public comments again. I said, mm-hmm. look, I want to feel bad for you, Matt. But you can stop this right now. If you stood up right now and said, we're done here, Mm -hmm. this whole process is complete crap, it's totally non-transparent, it's shifty as hell, I'm not going to stand for this anymore, I am out on this thing, we're done here, this would all stop right now. Yeah. But you are allowing this thing to continue to be facilitated by not standing up on process alone. I imagine since it was just the one guy... I mean, this poor sucker. And and to his credit, Casey, he did sit there and listen to everyone's. I mean, and again, there's. I've been to two of these meetings now. I've yet to see but one person. So I think the tally after last night was 17 against one person definitively for and like two people kind of in the middle who could go either way. Mm-hmm. So they're going to build this eight, this $18 million project. Everybody knows it's going to cost way more than that, but they have to lie to you and tell you it's going to be $18 million so they can avoid a public referendum, which they know would fail. I felt bad for this guy because he did sit there and take all the grief and people, and he did try to answer the questions. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't feel bad for you because you control this. He's the swing guy right now. If and it's only like, someone yes, did something. Stop this on, and you campaign. And I told him this, and I said, Matt, you're a nice enough guy, and mm-hmm. I believe you want to do the right thing. You campaign on transparency. You campaign on being honest. Be transparent and honest and stop this right now. Mm-hmm. The best part about this, Casey, they have still yet, this has been going on for months, they have not given a single solitary piece of data on return on investment. I was just about to ask you, did they talk about return on no. investment? And tomorrow night, there's another public hearing on this topic at the official council meeting. And so I asked the question, I said, what the hell am I supposed to speak about at the public hearing? And what sort of commentary are you looking for? So they take everybody's public comment and they just sit there and look at you, which is fine. And then they start answering the questions. Mm-hmm. And so they get to mine. And they didn't exactly word it the way that I phrased the question, but they said, uh, the public hearing will be on the bond. What bond? You guys tell us you haven't even decided you're taking the bond. You're having a public hearing on the bond, and there's no financial data to support any of this. Mm-hmm. What is the public hearing about? It's about the bond. Mm-hmm. I know it's about the bond, but you told me you haven't even decided to take the bond. And, and then they just, they just stare at you. And finally, I looked at the town manager, Big Bad Deb, who mm-hmm. has just done a horrific job in whatever she's been there a year now or whatever it's been, running this town into the ground. I mean, taxes have got. She's the one who said the taxes are too low. Right. And we had to raise the taxes. Big Bad Deb, the terrible, awful town manager. And I just looked right at her and I said, this is insane. And there was some guy watching on that because they streamed it. And somebody messaged me and said, if looks could kill, this woman would be in jail for murder right now. Yeah. 
Screw them. I don't she care wanted, anymore, Casey. She wanted to take you out. I don't care out. anymore. I just simply don't care anymore. These people are frauds. They're highly fraudulent individuals. They're lying. They're scheming. They're scamming. They're conning. You're going to have a public hearing on something with no financial data whatsoever. Man, what well, am I supposed to talk about? And nobody shows up. And then they just look at you when you ask the question and they just go, this is why people hate the government. It's not the actions. The actions are bad enough. It's the deceitful, deceptive, lying behavior about all of this. Look, you want the pool. Just be honest with us and say, we don't give a damn about what you people think. We're going to ram this thing through by hook or by crook. We're going to get it done. Don't lie to us. You have wasted so much of people's time because they cared enough to show up and you didn't. Isn't this, is this the second or third this is public it. input? Oh, meeting? this is it? Oh, that was it? That was it? No more input. One guy, one out of five showed up. No more input. You mentioned that it was streaming could the other council members perhaps have been like would you the, like to put a si- w- would you like to put a sizable wager if we had hooked all four, including lord travis this is his baby he, he wasn't, wasn't there. Even there lord travis the high ruler of the town of brownsburg yeah. that's twice now he didn't show up and answer mm-hmm. the questions mm-hmm. uh if we were to have hooked them up to a lie detector test mm-hmm. in as, as soon as that meeting adjourned and said did you what now some of these people may be sociopathic enough they might be able to pass i don't know but do you think any of them could have actually passed a lie detector test on whether they were sitting at home and that might even be worse mm-hmm. i'm just watching from home this <laughs> well, i wonder if they know where joe hogsett was again all together i just can't reiterate this to you enough mm-hmm. if you're hearing my voice right now if you were thinking about starting a business in brownsburg mm-hmm. don't if you were thinking about buying a home in brownsburg don't if you were thinking of making any sort of investment whatsoever in the town of brownsburg don't it's not because these people suck at their job clearly they do it's the lying and the deception and it's not something any reasonable person should want to be any part of are you done are you done going done. to these meetings well what you're, else what i mean you're not going to go anywhere i mean they don't me to have. Okay. That so, was the last one. So when do you find out if they're going to do the uh, the pool, the aquatic center? Why don't you wish us the best, Casey? Because we'll, we'll, <laughs> Wish you the best. I, I, apparently, whenever Lord Travis decides he's going to mm-hmm. put it up for a vote. I mm-hmm. mean, my gosh, I hate living in this place. <laughs> You'll be giving Olivia swimming lessons in that pool one day. Don't I have a right to be pissed <laughs> off that it's like my wife and I have to make plans? Because mm-hmm. obviously we have kids like many other people do. It would mm-hmm. make us special. But we plan our whole evening on, hey, this is important. Right. We need to go. This is an important public issue. And the hey, council members don't you, even show my up. My wife has to be home to watch my daughter so I can go. And then I come home and watch the daughter so she can go do her other plans. And it's just a total disrespect. Just a total, they're just spitting on people. Mm-hmm. And they're just going, what are you going to do about it? They don't even care. Hey, we've got Abdul who's going to join us. But uh, before we go, there is one thing that I would like to yes, say. Yes, please. Go for on it. On a personal yes. note. Happy 26th anniversary, Jim Kehoe. Hey, Jim Roberts. Yeah. 26 Woo. years, baby. Talk about I'm kicking your coverage. Woo. It's a long time He's with one guy. He's a lucky man. Yeah, he lucky is. Lucky guy. Lucky dude. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 
St. Jude treats children across the country and around the world, regardless of color, creed, or financial capability, because they're committed to love and care for their neighbors. Join me in helping St. Jude give every child with cancer the chance they deserve to survive. Together, we can save more lives. Call now to become a partner in hope. 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898. Now tonight once more. I search every face on that crowded floor Looking for Adam 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's here and what? I just can't think of a better way to wrap up the show. <laughs> Look who it is. He's yeah. an author, he's a broadcaster. He's the owner and operator of IndiePolitics.org. Abdulakeem Shavaz, hello. And he's wearing a tie. Which yeah. Means, <laughs> which means he's going day. to court. He's speaking going of, to court day. Okay, so speaking of going to court, somebody else out of that for a transition. <laughs> That's why they pay me the big bucks. Uh, Donald Trump or Sean Eberhardt? Which one? Sean Eberhardt, former state representative. We covered the story late last week. I don't think we've talked to you since this story uh, broke, and we got the details on it. He uh, denounced his intention to plead guilty to conspiracy to defraud the U.S. government. Um, And this uh, relates to his, his time as a state rep and... I guess promises that allegedly were made to help a uh, casino in uh, in exchange for future employment with the casino. Did I get that right? In a, in a nutshell, yes. Uh, he's been he, he pled guilty to conspiracy, which, by the way, conspiracy means there's more than one person. So right. there'll be more than one person that the federal government is is going after. Uh, conspiracy to commit honest services fraud. In, the, in other words, it's not quite the RICO statute, uh, but it's basically taking bribes is what it is. And the th- in the what he pled guilty to uh, in the in the original indictment. Uh, was that he was uh, promised a job from, uh, I want to say, Spectacle Entertainment, which is owned by Rod Radcliffe, uh, in exchange for getting a fee waived for uh, for, the, for the Terre Haute and Gary Casinos. It was like a $100 million fee that the casinos had to pay. And he said, hey, if you could get you get rid of this, I'll give you a job, blah, blah, blah. But that's what the indictment said, and uh, he pled guilty to it. And it was funny because the story broke like on Thursday, right before Veterans Day, yeah. at like 4.38 in the evening. And you want to hear? You want to hear me curse? Well, and the weird <laughs> and thing that, about that, it was, that was me cursing. Like, what the? Fuck? Well, and we talked about this at the time. The weird thing was there was no information available for it. Like usually, when a lawmaker goes down, you know, there's a big press conference, and in this case, it'd be the feds are saying, "Here's the evidence, and here's how your tax dollars at work, and here's what we did for you." There was none of that. It was like a guessing game for an entire day. It was a guessing game for a day because everything uh, is filed up on Pacer, which is sort of the federal government's where you can go look up uh, federal cases. And I was looking for the original complaint. The the plea agreement was there, but the complaint wasn't there. And so I sort of had to sort of extrapolate a little bit, like, okay, what's going on here? And then the next day, the the complaint and the news release both you know, both show up. But for like that for that twenty four to thirty six hours, we we're kind of sort of playing in the wind because I uh, uh, Ed Feigenbaum uh, broke the story who writes uh, Gaming Inside, and I did too. And we knew that we knew that we knew that they were still looking at people uh, because remember earlier this year, uh, John Keeler who worked for Rod Radcliffe, and also Brent Waltz. Well, I was going to say, there's been the, the multiple now lawmakers go down associated with this, right? Eberhardt and then Waltz also uh, pled guilty earlier this year as a former state senator, ran for Congress. There's been multiple lawmakers associated with this who have, uh, have faced jail time. Yes, and what makes it even more interesting uh, is the fact that when lawmakers come back for the next session, 
um, and kind of working the phone to see what's going to happen with any possible gaming legislation uh, next year when lawmakers come back for the short for the short session. And my my lobbyist friends were like, uh, we don't probably think that's going to happen. So Abdul's our guest. We're talking about uh, Sean Eberhardt pleading guilty uh, last week. He's going to, I guess, face time in federal prison related uh, to essentially what honest services fraud is the name of the charge. Yeah. Is that it? And this is a huge deal to me because this these people oversee hundreds of millions of dollars of economic development, and they basically hold the Charlie, you know, steal a line from Charlie and Chocolate Factory, the golden ticket. And they were, it appears, or at least he was, using his position to help these people make huge amounts of money, given something that you had to go through the government in order to get. I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you'll be telling me there's gambling going on here. Oh, yes, there is. That's what the problem was to begin with. <laughs> so, will this sentence carries prison time? Uh, possibly, yes. Uh, it's it's uh, conviction of honest Waltz service. went, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he went for like six months, I yeah. think. Yeah. So, well, if he doesn't, it's got to go. Waltz going to be like, what the heck? Uh, basically, in a nutshell, it serves two, two to five years in prison. I'll probably get to sort of the low end of that. And it's like a fine up to like $500,000. I want to save my source. So he'd probably get like a $60,000 fine if the judge signs off and everything. But no, but, you know, but this, is a, this is a big deal. And there were lots of people on the phones texting, tweeting, and talking to each other all weekend long over there. And there's got to be more, right? Conspiracy means there's more than one. Yes. And you and I uh, talked, uh, uh, we're not going to name any names here, but you and I talked about some prominent names that were rumored to be or allegedly you know hooked up into this and we were saying are they the next shoe to drop potentially all i know is that the fbi uh, rent an office across the street from winter circle uh which is the uh casino uh so the downtown off-track betting yeah. place right there on been Pennsylvania. There, been there many times. Yeah, right, right around yeah. the corner. That the FBI well, basically rented a window uh, across the street with, with, with a stakeout, <laughs> you know, with the coffee and the camera lens, mm-hmm. and just kind of kind of keeping out who's going in and out of that place. So a lot of folks decided, like, hey, you know what? I think maybe I'll, I'll go somewhere else for a sandwich. So more names should be coming. Uh, yes, uh, because usually when people uh, plead guilty uh, in exchange for- They start you, talking! They, they flip like the guys that I hop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abdul's our guest. Let's switch uh, directions here real quick. So big news came out of Indiana Capital Chronicle. I think it's big news. And I'm going to let you tell me whether it's just us little political insider people that this is big news to or it's actually a big deal. Eric Doden claims he has the signatures mm-hmm. necessary in order to run for governor. For those of you who don't know, unless your name is Todd Young, you are required to get 500 <laughs> signatures in all nine congressional districts. At run. least 500. Yes. At le- 500 verified. How about yeah, that? Yeah. Uh, uh, signatures from registered voters in order to run for governor or senator as a Republican. This is very early to get these signatures. Is it just a big deal to us nerds or is this something the audience at large should care about? Uh, obviously, uh, something the audience at large should care about because, number one, uh, if you like a candidate, you want to make sure they're on the ballot so you, they want to make sure they have their, their signatures, their, their verified signatures. And also, too, please keep in mind, folks, uh, what this does, the, the good news for Eric Dode is, number one, that part is over, yeah. <laughs> uh, provided he's got provided yeah. he's got all the all the all the verified signatures. But number two, it shows money in organization because to get signatures to get on the ballot in Indiana, it's it's now granted it's only forty five hundred verified signatures in a state of six point three million people, but still, 
Uh, you got to get more signatures than what's necessary. And it takes money and it takes organization, it takes effort. If you got that, you can get the signatures. And to get it done early, it sends a message to the other folks that, hey, I'm going to be a player. He's being serious, but now he can move on to fundraising and other things. Uh, yeah, fundraising, he shouldn't have to worry about because he's a bajillionaire. Yeah. Right? Just like everybody else running. But once again, though, it shows you're organizing, you're spending your money wisely, that you got your signatures all done. We had Curtis Hill on yesterday, and I asked him this. Is he going to be able – I think grassroots-wise, he's going to be fine. I think there's a lot of dedicated people who are going to vote for Curtis Hill. But he doesn't appear to be doing very well at all raising money. And look, grassroots can only take you so far. If you got Doden and you got Chambers and you got Braun and even Crouch to an extent – she's a great fundraiser – on TV with infinite money, your grassroots ain't going to mean much. No, and uh, for for Curtis, I, I always said I always said the biggest challenge for Curtis is going to be to get on the ballot. Yeah, because you got to have people in every congressional district and, and literally almost every almost every other county uh, to, to to get on the ballot. I've done this. I've I've got I've done these signatures for somebody. It is, I mean, it's a hundred and hundred fifty thousand dollar operation if you're going to do it right. Yeah, and so that's why I think the big challenge is going to be for Curtis. Like if he if he gets the signatures, then I think he's got that twenty. 25 percent floor yeah. for floor ceiling but uh good luck old friend Kurt, and, and, one, and you and i have both been critical of this on on curtis while there's a lot of things about curtis i really like he's entourage guy and he's got three or four or five in case you remember when he came in here that time mm-hmm. people walking behind him and it's like shouldn't you people be doing something else like i don't know getting these signatures because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no signatures no campaign and there ain't gonna be no grace like todd young got on eh, close enough he's gonna need to get all the signatures yeah it, it's it, it'll be interesting to see what he tur- what what people turn in in january well it's being reported that in the last month brad chambers raised three hundred twenty-five thousand. mike braun one hundred and forty thousand. eric doden twenty thousand. suzanne crouch ten thousand. curtis hill zero is that any indication of yes. how things are going to line up? Yes. Uh, because I didn't even get the sentence up. <laughs> I, I, could, I didn't even finish the question. You knew what I was going to ask. Yes. Uh, the, the thing is, though, uh, now granted, this is like a weird time for fundraising because usually about, you know, people got mayor's races going on and people want to give money to, to the mayoral candidates. And then people got Thanksgiving, Christmas and holidays. So it's really hard to raise to raise money, uh, so to speak. So, yeah, so you already got that that challenge. Mm-hmm. So, to so to not do anything and it doesn't look good. Does does it doesn't help? Okay. All right. Uh, what are you working on? Are you doing anything for us this weekend, or are you just as usual making sure you're taken care of? Oh, both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this weekend I spoke to, uh, to my good friend Andy Downs of the Mike Downs Center for Indian Politics, and uh, my good friend Dr. Laura Wilson, uh, the University of Indianapolis. Uh, we should have looked at the 2023 races uh, here in Indianapolis and nationwide to see what that means for 2024, and that'll be on Indiana issues this uh, week. All right. So no, no uh, duel at large this uh, Saturday. Uh, no, it is IU versus Michigan, I'm and then, s- then I think next week it may be IU versus Purdue. I've never seen somebody get more publicity for doing less. <laughs> Why? Just watch. Find him over at IndiePolitics.org, the one and only Abdul Keeps Shabazz. Thank you. Hey, thank you. And that's going to do it for us today. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Kevin. And thank you for listening. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.